day, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. Welcome back or welcome to the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all, Lindsay Moraskin with a very exciting and special 30th episode. I cannot believe we're at 30. I feel like I say that with every single one, but 30 is like a big number, like 30, flirty and thriving, something like that. So for the 30th episode, I could not imagine or prefer anyone other than Morgan Wright coming on and talking with me. But before we get into that, you know, we got to get into the homework, groundwork, making sure you guys are staying up to date with everything and anything Jappy Jaws related. So head on over to Instagram and if you've not done so already, Ready, please make sure you're following us, aka me, at Jappy Jaws, J A P P Y J A W S, as well as my personal at Lindsay Anya, L I N D S A Y Y A N Y A A. Those are the two main social media platforms that you will be able to stay as up to date on guests questions, polls. So make sure you are following both of those and make sure while you are listening that you are staying subscribed, following, reviewing, rating, all of that fun stuff through wherever you are listening from, whether that's Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google, as well as turning that notification bell on so you are notified every time I upload a brand new episode, as well as being the first to listen to my lovely voice on a Thursday. In other news, and now that we have that out of the way and you guys have already done that, I have other news to share. I have been relatively in a great mood in a goodish mood, I'm going to say. And I say that with a grain of salt, haven't said that in a while, because I might just jinx myself knowing my luck. Honestly, I have never felt this uplifted and great in a very, very long time. I think it's important to be as transparent as possible when you do have a platform and you do have a podcast and being able to be straightforward with everyone that you're talking to, your entire audience, your friends, because I definitely for a long, long time up until literally recently was not in the best state. I was just kind of all over the place with my mental health and my emotions. Honestly, I've been a lot more selfish and I've been putting my best foot forward and doing whatever I can, making sure that I'm taken care of because at this point in my life, I'm taking care of who's taking care of me. I feel like a lot of the time people tend to, you know, put a lot of emphasis on situations and things because they feel like they need to and you don't always have to do that. And I'm not saying that I'm a hundred percent feeling great all the time. That's just not the case. I still have my moments. I still cry in private. (laughs) I still have those days where I'm just like, this is just not it. And I feel overwhelmed. And that is normal. And that is so okay. But I'm telling you the moment that you do a lot more self-care stuff for yourself and putting yourself first and not being apologetic for it, it is going to change your life. I also changed my part instead of to the side, more like in the middle center off center type vibe and I just woke up being like a badder bitch like I was always a bad bitch but I'm an even badder one now because of that but I'm telling you you really got to change your mindset and I know I say this every week but I am a huge huge advocate for mental health and with May coming up May is mental health awareness month and I want to do whatever I can with the platform that I do have and this podcast to you know educate everybody in the best way possible I am by no means a professional I do not have a degree in this. I do not study this at all, but I do know what I've gone through and what friends have gone through. And if I can help in any way and reach out to people in those fields for you guys to better educate yourselves and to help you guys, that's what I want to do. So I really am going to do my best for the next month and for this entire podcast, but specifically aiming for this month, aiming towards things that are not only going to benefit you and make you smile, but 
are going to help you and that you can implement into your day-to-day lives. So today I'm going to give you some advice on something that could kind of take your pain away or kind of distract you from real life. Go to your music app, whether you have Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, whatever it is, and I want you to make a playlist. And I want you to make a playlist called your feel-good playlist. I want you to put every song that you could think of. You don't need to do it all at once, obviously. I want you to put songs in there that whenever you think of them or you listen to them, you just instantly get some sort of fire under you. You start feeling a lot happier and it brings a smile to your face and you just jam out to the car. And even if it's songs that help you cry, something that makes you feel all the feels because when you're relating to a song that way and lyrics, it just, it does wonders. I don't know exactly how to pinpoint that feeling, but I know that has always helped me. And when you do make that playlist, send it to me. I want to hear it. I want to know what you're listening to, what you like, what you don't like. I promise you, even just taking that time to distract yourself, make something like that that's kind of a little intricate, that's aimed towards you, you are gonna be like, wow, this is like kind of uplifting. This is kind of making me push myself to be in a better place because there is that light at the end of the tunnel and this is just one step and my suggestion of what's helped me see that light, you know? But to go to my like crazy side, I wanna say, I don't wanna say crazy. You know what, I'm gonna fucking say it. I've been a fucking prowler when it comes to men. Lately, at the gym, on the street, at the bar, anywhere and everywhere I see an attractive male or whoever I think is attractive, I get hungry eyes. It's like, I used to call it, well, I still call it my sexy eyes when I would like try and like lure a guy to come talk to me if I didn't want to go over there. But like, it's so unreal now. I feel like I'm in middle school again when I first started coming to terms with my sexuality and feeling, you know, like, ooh, boys don't have cooties. Boys have better things than cooties. I just feel like I'm on this whole new wave. And guess what? I feel free. I feel great. Anywho, onto this week's drinking game alert. Anytime you hear word bravo or bachelor, I want you to take a sip of your drink. Now, I want you guys to rip shots this week. The weekend is coming. Summer is literally right around the corner, even though the pollen is killing my eyes. I want you guys to be ripping shots. I feel like summertime is shot time or maybe twisted tea time. So if you're over the age of 21, take shots of whatever you got in the bar. Under 21, you could take shots of Kool-Aid. I wouldn't be mad about that. If you're in the car, driving, you know, the usual coffee, energy drink, water, pre-workout, whatever you have, sip on it. So whenever you hear mention of Bravo or Bachelor Nation, take a sip. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to today's interview with Morgan Wright, aka Morgan P. Talks. We literally had such a great time chatting about not only our love for entertainment and reality television, but the entertainment and media industry as a whole. I think it's really important not only to get to know people that are on that same wavelength with being invested in those things, but are also in those careers and have truly made their way and transformed into who they are now because of this industry. I think especially women are always kind of being put down. Their voices aren't necessarily always heard. But I think Morgan and women like her are constantly breaking down barriers and showing that you know what? You got to work it till you get it. And that's what she's truly done. Being a successful radio morning show host, as well as a successful TikToker and being able to achieve all that she's done. It really is proof in the pudding that consistency and passion is key. So without further ado, I will let her take over from here. Here is Morgan P. Talks. So I, as everybody knows, love to talk. I don't know how I didn't win most talkative in high school. I'll never understand. But one thing that I definitely talk about way too much and invest my time into is entertainment, media, pop culture, TikTok, you name it. 
my mouth is going 100 miles per hour. Whenever I try and find the latest and greatest on all the drama in the entertainment industry, I go to TikTok. I feel like Twitter just kind of died down. And one of the people that I look to for the most tea is my guest today. I am with the lovely Morgan Wright, aka Morgan P. Talks. Hi, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me. That makes me feel so good about myself. <laughs> oh my, no, you should. No, seriously. My friend and I, we were talking about all the different TikTokers that kind of do like the tea spill. I hate referring to it as tea. I'm like, I'm so over that term but we were like okay there's like Hannah Kosh or there's reality Steve that people go to and I'm like honestly I rather go to someone that has like a connection with the story or like you can see they actually enjoy talking about it and you are the person that I thought of oh well thank you no you're welcome because I feel like some people just like spew it out of their ass I hate to say it like that uh, but that's okay <laughs> they just spew it out and then other people are just like okay this is how I feel about this this is what's going on what are your thoughts and I think you do that very well oh well thank you I you're appreciate welcome. that. <laughs> but do you want to give more of an intro about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and where you went to school and what you studied? Sure. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. It snowed five inches here last night. I'm looking out my window at snow, so that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Not for it's, me. It's supposed to be like 70 degrees next week, so it's fine. But yeah, I'm from Cleveland, uh, Northeast Ohio. I work on a morning radio show, which is really fun. I talk about pop culture and celebrity gossip all day long. That's my job. And that's kind of how the TikTok thing got started which I know we'll get into a little bit more of that. But I went to Marshall University in West Virginia and I studied broadcast journalism. Broadcast journalism, people. Everyone loves to shit on that major more than anything. Like, oh, are you sure you want to get into that? I feel as if when you're a journalism major or you're doing anything with media, and correct me if I'm wrong, you get so much more light and perspective on everything. It's not just about delivering a story. It's about understanding oh, yeah. a story. Definitely. And I feel like, at least for me, my undergrad experience made me so well-rounded. I can write edit, shoot, produce, be in front of the camera, be behind the camera. And that really, for me, at least in my professional career has helped me a lot just being able to be like a well rounded employee. Yeah. And honestly, you're so versatile with what you do. And like you said, you're able to take on whatever you may need to take on. But also you kind of feel like Wonder Woman because you could just do it all. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, well, if you can't do it, I can do it. And a lot of people tend to do that a lot. So right. like you said, you did broadcast journalism. So have you always been a talker? Has that always been something you've always wanted to get into? Yeah. So when I was an undergrad, I definitely didn't think that I wanted to do radio. I kind of fell into it and then fell in love with it. I uh, thought I wanted to be like a, you know, an anchor, news reporter, whatever. And then I realized it just was not my personality. It's so serious. And I mean, it's very important, but I just cannot be that serious for nine hours a day. I just yeah. can't do it. So I always was into entertainment growing up. I was always in plays and musicals and I randomly needed an internship like in order for me to graduate college and I waited to the last second. I had no idea that I even needed one. So I was asking around my hometown here in Cleveland. I was like journalism internship. I have no idea what I'm going to do and I ended up interning on a morning radio show and the rest is history. I just fell in love with it and I moved back to Cleveland from West Virginia and I went straight into radio. It really kind of fell into your lapping you kind of got lucky in a sense oh definitely and for me at least it was all about who I knew and really starting from the bottom I mean mm -hmm. a street teamer is what we called it where we would go to the events we would set up the big tents that you see with the radio station logo on it we would hand out stickers like that's what I did and from there I then went to a night show from the night show I then went to weekends and filling in on midday shows and then I ended up on a morning show so literally 
literally, I have done all hours. <laughs> like, sometimes I get up at 4 a.m. Sometimes I went to sleep at 4 a.m. But like I said before, it's made me really well-rounded in the media world and I'm grateful for it. I love it. I love that. So what really got you into entertainment and loving whatever is going on in pop culture or whatever's going on in the industry that kind of really sold you on it aside from it kind of falling into your lap? I've just always been entertainment focused. I don't know if that's because growing up I was like entertainer. I mean, I wasn't like a child protege, Britney Spears or whatever, but I was like in the plays I was, you know, just doing it all. And I think as I get older, what speaks to me just is pop culture. I mean, it sounds so silly, but I love music. I love movies. I love shows. It's what I like to do in my free time. Thankfully, there's a large audience who also likes the same things that I do, which is how I also kind of fell into doing all this TikTok stuff, especially in quarantine. I was like just desperately needing something to fill my time. My boyfriend lives in London, so I have not been able to see him at all. So power to you. Yeah. And so and I get off work at 10 a.m. So I was by myself in my little apartment, like no other human interaction. I started doing TikTok and it just kind of took off. I love that. And then before TikTok really took off for you and getting into the industry itself, were you the one that all your friends went to not only just for like entertainment related things, but whatever was happening in your social scene or your personal life were people that always going to you? Oh, for sure. I was the Ah. advice giver. I was like telling my sorority sisters how it was. I mean, in all aspects, we would sit there and talk about like, I remember in college was when Miley Cyrus did the thing with the hot dog. Do you remember? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And like, we would sit there and talk about that for hours. And then in the next breath, they'd be like, Morgan, uh, can you give me advice about my boyfriend? So I guess I am just like a, a talker and I like to be relatable, whether it's about your boyfriend or Miley Cyrus and the hot dog. You're like the cool older sister. Oh, thank you. No, truly, because I like felt like I was doing that kind of when I was in my sorority as well. Or if I was with my friend, I mean, I'm Jewish. So like I would call myself like a little Yenta. That's what we call ourselves. Because they're like the people that like to go around and talk. And I don't want to say it like I was a gossiper because don't go wrong. We all enjoy gossip. If you don't right. like, you're lying to yourself. Right. But it was like, I liked being the first to know and the first to tell, if that yes. makes sense. And I don't know yeah. if you can relate to that, but it was just kind of like not an authority thing but it was kind of like a ooh, like I have this kind of like reign so I can pick and choose what I want to do with it yeah definitely I agree with that you've been in my eyes one of like the chosen ones that use their knowledge to share whatever is happening in the media and obviously you can't share all your sources of information but do you try and go out and find sources for what's going on in the media or whatever is happening with TikTok or do you try and cover things that already kind of have a headline and a storyline so you can get all your facts down first yeah it really depends on the situation. I'm lucky in the sense that working on a morning show, I'm up at 6am reading every Hollywood headline that is out at the moment and getting done at work at 10 o'clock. I've already got all this information and I'm ready to talk about it on my personal channels. There are other times where I'll have people slide into my DMs. They'll give me a little tips here and there because people on social media, I love them for it, but they're insane. The things that they can like spot and be like, did you see so-and-so is here? Or Uh, did you look at this picture and see this in the background? I'm like, how do you people, why are you not in the FBI? 
FBI? Why are you yeah, in my that, DMs not working for the government? The attention to detail that I see not only on accounts like yours, but I can never say the name right. Domoxie. Oh, I, I don't know how to say it either. I think actually they yelled at me on TikTok the other day. They said it was do moi like a kiss. But oh, I think Dumas? that sounds stupid. I hate that name. It's French and I can't speak French. <laughs> that kind of sounds funny. Okay. I don't like yeah. that either. Sorry. So don't come <laughs> just always, at her. I know, right? I always call it Dumoy, but I don't think that's it either. In my head, I just like pronounce it how it looks. On those accounts, seeing the attention to detail where people are like, oh, spotted Ryan Gosling or spotted Matt James. I'm like, how do you have the mental capacity? Like, I would like to think I pay attention to detail, but not like that. No, and I don't either. I don't claim to. So I'm glad that I have the Instagram trolls that follow me. Not trolls in a bad way, just like you said, very attentive. Yes, and it kind of confuses me sometimes though, because it's like, are you going out of your way to really zoom in on a picture or really like read into a headline just that little bit more to see what more you can find to kind of make it bigger you know oh yeah and I think the answer is yes that people okay. do that <laughs> fair enough but another big thing that comes with that is and this is with broadcast journalism too figuring out what to say how to say it and what's going to come out of it because nowadays we really have to be careful with what we say because a lot of people I hate saying it like this because it's not a negative thing but a lot more people are more sensitive or if you say it wrong one way legal gets involved mm -hmm. how do you figure out the time to really sit down and be like okay I have to say it like this so it gets to this audience in this way or I shouldn't go about saying it like that like what's your process it's really difficult I mean it is really really difficult to navigate that because for me, always, I want to get it right. You know, I don't want to say something and have it be completely misconstrued. And I think it's very easy for that to happen to anybody. And I think a lot of things kind of have helped me with this. First of all, my background in journalism kind of teaches us how to present things in being pretty like factual. So if anything is controversial or whatever, I just stick to the facts, you know, I don't want to give too many opinions just because you can isolate certain groups of people. And that's not something I ever want to do. And then on the other hand, I grew up in an actually really conservative household that didn't swear. I always kind of had to edit myself in front of my family. So okay. I'm very good at editing myself <laughs> to just make sure that I stick to the facts of the story. And I mean, I just fact check everything that could be potentially misconstrued one way or the other. Where do you think are the most credible sources for trying to figure out what's really happening? For me, I've always gone to E. I feel like mm -hmm. E has always done a great job with being fast too. Mm -hmm. But then again, I feel like going to sources like social media, Twitter, TikTok, I feel like a lot of shit gets aired out there. Where do you mm -hmm. think is the best place to find something if we want it in a hot minute? Yeah, so definitely E. I would say my go-to for like reality TV stuff is reality blurb. I love reality blurb. And I also follow uh, Not Skinny But Not Fat is my yes! favorite Instagram account. I love Amanda and she's just always on it. She's one of those people too. They pay so much attention to the details. So I trust her with my life, even though she has no idea who I am. <laughs> She is so funny and I love that she will bring her son into her videos and be like, can you just shut up for a second so I can just tell this story? She's I think, so good. I think it's just so much more authentic when you see someone like that being like, okay, like I actually have a real life, but I like entertaining you all and finding right. entertainment. So let me give it to you. Right. And then going back to what we were saying with figuring out how to say something or what not to say, I feel like there are a lot of stories that are just 
cut and dry, like straight to the point. And especially with people, who do you think in the media, it's like very cut and dry to the point, you can't really find another way to explain it. I would say anything that's like really newsworthy or not opinionated, like for example, all the stuff that's going on with The Bachelor, like behind the scenes, right? That you just have to be careful with. And that's another thing that I always try to remember is that not everything is how it appears to us. There's so many things going on behind the scenes. That's why I kind of have to go easy, even though I haven't been going easy on Matt James. But I'm like, okay, Morgan, try to put yourself in Matt James shoes. Like, what would you be doing? If you were at this, whatever, whatever. I know, but I hate doing that. But that's what I try to do. <laughs> that's funny you mentioned that. I'm always like, they're people too. Everybody puts on their pants the same way. We're all human. This is me just loving the TikTok drama. Like I was saying that with the whole Nessa, Mads, Jaden, and Josh issue is like when Mads went on Call Her Daddy and she was saying how this is my breakup. This is how I'm going through it. It's almost kind of comforting knowing that if you just put away their platform for a second, you don't mm -hmm. look at that. They are literally going through exactly what regular 19, 20 year olds are going through with yep. breakups and betrayal. That's just something that always happens. It's nothing new for us. It's real. And it just yeah. so happens to be that they have a platform. So it's more publicized. And I think that's funny. But Matt James, I give no excuses for anymore. <laughs> I am so over him. <laughs> I, I can't. I and I know too. you've made so many TikToks on this past season of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. But like when you see all the new stuff pop up about him, I'm going to jump right into it. It doesn't even surprise you anymore. No, absolutely not. And I feel like one, you can tell that he's really trying to distance himself from The Bachelor because it's like, what do all Bachelor Nation people do after the show? They do podcasts. They go out with other members of Bachelor Nation. Not Matt James. He's hanging out with Justin Bieber. And Addison yes. Ray, I'm like, who are these? Who is his manager where he is hanging out with Justin freaking Bieber? I like want to hang out with him. Like A-list celebrities. Matt James is hanging out with A-list celebrities. I truly don't get it. But I also feel like from the get-go, it was just such a bad choice. Yes. From ABC, they completely jumped the gun. Mike which, Johnson. Yes. And, I, you know, I made a TikTok about that. Everybody wanted Mike Johnson. And it's like, how do you pick someone just because they're friends with Tyler Cameron? That's the exactly. only reason who's never been in love before, but is supposed to be ready to get engaged in six weeks. It just was horrible. I don't want to say that I felt like I was wasting my time watching it because I think that it was kind of a blessing in disguise with everything that went down because yeah. I do think that Bachelor Nation does need a quick like turnaround. But at the same time, I was having this debate with one of my other podcasting friends. I just genuinely believe that Matt is a clout chaser and yeah. I don't defend Defend Claire in any way. I think Claire kind of handled her entire time on Bachelor Nation poorly. But when she called it out, when you're making cameos before you're even on the show, like that kind of shows where your morals lie. Yeah. And I could not agree more. And I mean, looking back on it, we, I was calling her crazy. I was like, who cares, Claire? Like they're for charity and blah, blah, blah. Like now looking back on it. And honestly, I do feel the same way about Tyler Cameron. I don't love Tyler Cameron. I hated that he dated Gigi freaking Hadid after you said you would go on a date with Hannah, like at the final rose. I just feel like they're two in the same. And Matt just so happened to be the bachelor and Tyler wasn't, which is why Tyler doesn't get as much heat as Matt does. I was always saying, cause people are like Tyler for bachelor, Tyler for 
Bachelor? And I was like, no. no. And I guess my next question for you is, do you think he was depicted as this nicer guy than he actually is? Yes, absolutely. I feel like from the get-go, I kind of viewed him as a playboy, you know? Like, uh-huh. he's not going to be the one that's actually going to get married from Bachelor Nation. It's not going to be Tyler no. Cameron. So, yeah, I think, first of all, he's extremely attractive. He's charismatic, and he knows what to say. And I think people just ate it up. It wouldn't have never worked for him as the Bachelor. I mean, obviously, it didn't work for Peter either. But that's why I think I'm so happy they're doing two back-to-back Bachelorettes. Because Tasha, in my opinion, was the greatest Bachelorette yes. ever. Since I mean, JoJo. Hands down my favorite and the girls just have such a better track record and I think after all the mess we went through with Matt James I mean I know I said it on every Bachelor video I did that like we want to see love stories at the end we don't want to see all this stupid Queen Victoria drama and the escort I don't care about that that's why I watch The Real Housewife that's two separate things here so I'm hoping that the girls bring it home this year and that finally we'll like get back to the heart and soul of The Bachelor I love that I agree. I mean, I would still date Tyler Cameron if he did ask me out on a date. No doubt about it. I mean, wouldn't we all? Definitely. And I also think it's because, like, him and Matt James's personalities are my type. Like, douchebags. Like, and I hate saying it like that, but it's like, they know how to smooth talk someone. They know how to, you know, use their body language. They know how to use what they know how to use and execute it well. And I think that's what we all saw during Hannah Brown season and Matt season. But, I mean, I was shocked when they announced that they were doing Paradise. I did not think that Paradise was going to happen. And I'm curious to see who ends up going on there. So who would you like to see on Paradise? Who would I like to see? That's a good question because I don't really know who I would like to see. Brie Springs, I think she was phenomenal, but I don't think she's going to go. No, I don't think so. Brendan, I would love to see, but I don't know that he would. I mean, he just said that he wasn't ready to get engaged to Tasha. So why would he get go ready to, on Paradise? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe unless he just wants like a uh, more casual thing. I loved Ben Smith. Oh my gosh. Did I love I loved Ben. Okay. I loved him, but I like this is also because he's been on the podcast. Damar. Really? Yes. I love Damar. He is <laughs> such a fun guy. He was so sweet. I think that he would have done really well on Paradise. I don't know if he would do it though. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know if anybody from recent seasons would be well on Paradise. Not only of what is on on but I'd also think like the girls from Peter's season, they're just very immature. Maddie Prue, Hannah Ann. Oh gosh, it was like, so long ago. They're still like very, very, very young. Yeah. And I think like it would just be maybe I guess it is better if younger people went and then no one ends up engaged and people just try a relationship out because people yeah. are so quick to be like, oh my God, put a ring on it. Like, and I hate to use this because I was really rooting for them, Evan and Carly. Mm-hmm. And then it just ends up not working out. They were so quick to be like, oh, I got to get engaged. I don't want right. to know how it's going to work out beforehand. I don't know. I don't know who I would like to see. I think Ben would go on though. Yeah, I think he would too. You know, they're they're really struggling to get people to commit to go after all of this. That's the rumors that are going on. But I did on Not Skinny But Not Fat's podcast, we will see Victoria on Paradise, which I am not looking forward to. I mean, she pretty much all but said that she was going to be there. You know, she was like, the Bachelor franchise loves me. Talking about like the higher ups and stuff. They love me. I definitely want to find love, however that is. It's like that coupled with the fact that they're really struggling to get people to go to Paradise. Like she will be on it. I hate to say it like this, but who would be dumb enough to give her the time of day, especially with that attitude? Because I honestly, I don't think that how she acted on the season is how she is in real life. No, I don't either. 
either. I think that she put on 110% for the cameras. And it's like, oh, it was just cringe all around. I would give her an Emmy, not an Oscar, an Emmy. <laughs> but I do know you love making Bachelor TikToks. But I want to talk about your whole journey with TikTok to begin with. So obviously you love radio. You love storytelling, entertaining. Like you said, you got into TikTok really more so during quarantine. What was your like it video that really took off? I did a video about, and I had done videos before this. Not a lot, but like funny stuff. But I definitely was not trying to be the pop culture girl, the reality TV girl. Like I did not make a TikTok thinking that that was going to happen. I also wasn't doing like the TikTok dances because that's like not my vibe either. I made a TikTok about rules that the housewives had to follow. It got like a million and a half views. And I was like, whoa, the level of adrenaline that you get when you see that your video is getting like hundreds of thousands of likes. I was like, what is going on? Like, I have no idea what's going on. And so I'm like, I should try to do this more like just talk about the stuff that I enjoy which is at the time it was really just a Bravo channel until uh, the Bachelor started and the Kardashians and stuff as well but um, I just started making videos about reality TV whether it was like Southern Charm or Vanderpump Rules or any of the Housewives and it just kind of snowball effects whatever and from there I just started kind of branching out and I can remember when I first started doing Bachelor videos they would get like no views and I was like oh I was like I really want to talk about The Bachelor. Like, why doesn't anybody like this? And then one day, just like a switch. I don't know if you saw the one about Heather Martin and yes. Matt James. That one like blew up. And I was like, okay, so TikTok is really, you just have to keep at it. And one day, like a light switch, it will happen. Mm -hmm. That's just how the algorithm is so strange. <laughs> and you know, what's really difficult about TikTok, and I have friends in the industry who have experienced this. Once one of your videos goes viral, TikTok, automatically like assimilates your channel with that said video. So say before any of this reality TV thing happened, say I posted a video of my dog doing something stupid and it went viral. TikTok is going to think I'm only supposed to be posting dog videos. Like it's, interesting. Yeah, it's very strange. So that's why like a niche honestly is important. And I know it's kind of annoying. I don't really love the idea of that because I'm interested in more than one thing. You know, a lot of people are interested in more than one thing. Those are just kind of takeaways that I've learned about the app in the past, what, six months. That's helpful information. What <laughs> is also something else that you've learned about TikTok and your platform as it's continued to grow? Because you're sitting on like 70K right now. And obviously it's only going to get bigger and better. What is something that has kind of helped you figure out your way with continuing that momentum? Mm -hmm. It's definitely like ebbs and flows, you know, because I get impatient too. And I have to remind myself, my boyfriend actually told me this and I remind myself all the time, speaking to myself, Morgan, if you would have told yourself six months ago that you had 70,000 followers, what would you have said to yourself in that moment? I would have been thrilled. I mean, even my Instagram, I'm like, oh, I just want 10,000 followers on my Instagram. Like that's what I want. And I don't have it. And I'm like, all beating myself up about it. And I'm like, Morgan, if you would have told yourself six months ago that you had 8,000 Instagram followers, what would you have said to yourself? And I would have said, that's awesome. Like that's way more than I've ever had. So it's all about perspective. And I also try so hard not to compare because you will get so much farther in collaborating with other creators and lifting people up that are doing stuff similar to you than trying to compete with them. And I've had that happen to me a couple times where I've had other creators be really just nasty to me. I'm not going to put them on blast, but then I've had creators be really awesome 
awesome and we're great friends now. So it's like, those are the ways that you grow. You know, there's room for everyone on the app. It's not like you're going from person to person. Oh, this person has 70,000 followers. Oh, but this person has 85,000 followers. So I should be watching their channel and not her channel. Like it's all about perspective, in my opinion. I love that you said it's all about perspective because you also have to take into account what your audience wants mm -hmm. and what they like and dislike. So how have you been able to kind of navigate, okay, they respond better to Bachelor stuff or they respond better to Bravo stuff. How have you kind of navigated what you want to post first before you post what you truly want, I guess. It's lucky for me because I do love all of it. You know, I love the Bravo stuff. I love the Bachelor stuff. I will say that this is just the first thing that comes to mind whenever I started doing Bachelor stuff. And now that that has gotten more momentum because Bachelor and Kardashians get the most views. Mm -hmm. Bravo stuff gets, you know, middle of the road, whatever. And it's just because it's just bigger. It just is. And so I'll have people that were with me from like day one be like, I miss just the Bravo stuff. And I miss the housewife stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, you're still getting it. I'm just doing more than just the Bravo stuff. So I think knowing what your audience wants, and I know that mine's kind of a broad umbrella in the reality TV world. So I'm, I'm like lucky in that sense, but just catering to even smaller pockets of your audience and not just trying to make one video that's going to get 500,000 views. Obviously with that, your platform is growing. Who, if it was possible, I think it is on TikTok. If you could interview any of these reality stars or entertainers possible, and you could do like a live or have them do a TikTok video with you, who are like your three people that you'd want? Oh, that's a great question. I think in this, this is a big answer too. This is pretty ambiguous of me, but I think right now I would want to talk to Courtney because I'm obsessed with her and Travis. Like I could die. I want to be Courtney Kardashian so bad. And I never said until recently that I have never uttered the words that Courtney was my favorite, but really? now she, yeah, but now she is. And because I, of Travis? Yes. Strictly because of their relationship. I feel like she's a whole different person now and I just want to know her. So that would be my first pick. My second pick, let's go with Craig Conover from Southern Charm. I love Craig. We share the same birthday. I have a little baby crush on him, so I'll say him. And then third, I'm going to go with a couple and just pretend like they're one person. It would have to be um, Ariana and Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules because Ariana follows me on TikTok and she comments on my videos sometimes, which just makes my life. Oh my gosh. I love that. that. So happy. So I would definitely have to say them. Okay, wait, now I have two questions. My first question is, so you really wouldn't want to see Courtney and Scott together in the end? Ah, uh, you know, I don't know. If you would have asked me three months ago, I would have said yes. But I also do remember all the crazy crap that he put her through. He put her through a lot of bad stuff. I actually like watched a recap video of it not too long ago, which when you have it like fresh in your mind about him just saying, just talking about her weight and not wanting to have another kid with her and you know, all the crazy drinking and partying and stuff. I'm like, you have to remember that Scott has put this girl through hell more than one time. Does the reality TV freaking me want it to happen? Of course the internet would like explode and it would be the best day ever for my TikTok page. But I just, I just feel like Courtney's so happy and this was a relationship nobody saw coming. I'm just here for it. I'm so here for it. Okay. And then who was your favorite Kardashian before her? Chloe. But now with Photo Gay, my opinions have changed. 
I just, really? I just, that whole situation was so sad to me. I made a video about this too. And of course I feel like I can't judge Chloe because imagine getting millions and millions and millions of comments, just nitpicking every part of your appearance for years, for, mm -hmm. you know, 15, 20 years. So it's like, I have some sympathy for her in that aspect. But on the other hand, like, I don't know. Did you see the unedited picture? Yeah, I did. What was wrong with that picture? I don't, I don't get it. My opinion is, I mean, I think she looks great either way. I think from where she started to where she is now, you have to start somewhere and nobody ever ever is going to look exactly how they do in a picture and right. on Instagram. The camera is so beyond deceiving, regardless yeah. if you use an editing app or not. So I don't see what was the problem. I think the problem was people were so upset that they were like, wow, we have this whole image of her of what she looks like on TV sometimes mm -hmm. and our phones. And it's like, are we not really getting the real version of her? So it makes people more upset. They kind of take it away from the body aspect. They put it more of like her personality, which yeah, I think what are you is, hiding? Yeah. Which I don't understand because I feel like Chloe is the most open and honest honest out of all of them. But this to me made her feel less open and honest. Yes. And I think that's what the picture did. But I agree with you. I think it was kind of terrible that it happened. And we almost wish that it didn't. But at the same time, it's like, I'm kind of glad that it did because it shed some light somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. Aside from them, because you said that Ariana follows you and she's commented on a few of your TikToks. Who else of like, you know, the A-listers, all of them <laughs> cool people has commented or followed? Okay, let's start with, we'll do Bravo people first. So Ariana follows me. Katie Maloney follows me. Tiffany Moon from the Real Housewives of Dallas. And then Heather Gay from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. They're like, if you ever come to Salt Lake City, you got to come see us at uh, Beauty Lab Laser, I think is what they're called. I'm like, like, I don't have a reason to go to Salt Lake City, but I will go to go to Beauty Lab Laser. <laughs> I want her to give me Botox. I want yeah. a lip flip and I want her to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But I have talked to Katie, the next bachelorette. So we DM'd a little bit. Who else? I met Pilot Peter one time. I was on an episode of Pilot Peter season. Did you know that? Wait, what? Wait, okay. Give me more detail. Come on. Yeah. So <laughs> do you remember they went to Cleveland, which is where I'm from. And I was uh, doing my job on the radio show and I kept applying to be like an audience member at these group dates. There were three like very public locations in downtown. Cleveland, but I kept getting denied because I was media. So I was throwing a fit on the air. I was like, I need to meet Peter, like just freaking out. Okay. So then like seven, eight hours later, I'm getting ready to go to bed and my phone's ringing and it's an LA area code. And I'm like, who is calling me from LA at nine o'clock at night? And I normally wouldn't answer because I got to be up at four o'clock in the morning, but something in my gut told me they're like, answer the phone. So I answered it. It was a producer from The Bachelor asking me if I could come to one of the group dates. And do you remember when they played tackle football? Yes. Myself and my friend, John, we were doing like the sideline reporting during the game. So all the commentary back and forth, like while they were playing football was me and my friend, John, if you YouTube bachelor bowl with pilot Peter, the whole scene comes up. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I did not realize that. Oh my God. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Now I have to ask, do you like pilot Pete and Kelly? Okay. Yes, I did like them. I will say, and I just want to say that when I met Peter, he was the nicest human ever. I mean, I was very, 
very, very surprised because I met him after we had got done filming. It had been such a long day. Everyone was there for literally like 15 hours. And I was like, I really just want to say hi. And my producer took me over to him. He like, wasn't in a rush to leave. He like sat there and thanked me for coming out. Long story short, he was very nice and he was very down to earth. So I liked pilot Peter until the end of a season. It was just kind of a like catastrophe, but I almost feel like they do it to these four guys on purpose. And so I try to just remember that. I will say I like Kelly and Peter more than I like Peter and Maddie or Peter and Hannah Ann. But I also feel like pilot Peter might be the type of guy who will never settle down. He will be the cool uncle Pete in my eyes. I think he desperately craves partnership, but doesn't know how to stay within a partnership. I agree with that which I think is interesting, but kind of going, reverting back to TikTok stuff. Bachelor is very active on TikTok. The whole come up of TikTokers and the TikTok drama, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's entertaining? Do you like it? Do you think that it'll somehow, some way die down? Okay, so I'll be honest with you. I was even thinking today, I was like, do I need to do a TikTok about who these people are? Because I don't even know who they are. Like I see these names. Obviously I know who Addison Ray and like the D'Amelio's, I know them, but like who's Bryce Hall? What, what does he do? I don't know who he is or what he does. Or what's another one? Give me another one. My there boyfriend was Griffin boy. Johnson. Was he the one that was sitting next to Addison at the basketball game? No, that's Jack Harlow. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know any of these people. And I'm like, is it selective? You know, I definitely think it is because if I wanted to know who these people were, I could very easily find out. But I don't like that real A-listers like Courtney and Matt Matt James isn't an A-lister, but for this example, he is. I don't like that they're just trying to hang off these people's coattails to stay relevant with like a younger audience because the whole thing about Courtney being best friends with Addison. Courtney hasn't posted a picture with Addison since like August. So what was that about? Was it just to film for the show? Was it just to get people talking? Oh, Courtney and Addison are best friends. Are they best friends now? I feel like, and same with Matt James. Why is Matt James in the back of Addison Ray's TikTok video? He's like 20, not 20 years, 12 years older than these people. I just think it's odd. And I even feel odd talking about them. That's what I'm like. If I'm going to rag on these people for hanging out with them, should I be talking about them? I don't know. It just feels, it feels odd to me. I haven't made up my mind yet. If I want to like cross that bridge into the TikTok drama. I like that you say that because I enjoy looking at it, but I think at the same time, it's like, okay, how long are they actually going to be there and stay that way? Because we saw how quick Vine and Mm -hmm. even musically went. And a lot of these kids like Bryce Hall and Blake Gray and Griffin Johnson came from that group of people. Mm -hmm. So they kind of already had a following, but it's like, okay, when's that next big thing gonna hit and then they all kind of figure this out and Bryce literally just made a YouTube video it's my guilty pleasure I love this house. Okay? <laughs> I feel like I really do need to get into it and if I did get into it I would be obsessed it's terrible like I genuinely believe that me and Griffin Johnson Griffin Johnson and I <laughs> are going to date and who knows maybe it will happen I think that we make a cute couple I think we have similar you know morals and goals just manifest I, it I mean I have been <laughs> we're connected on LinkedIn fun fact oh my god and he that's made my profile you, that's when you know that's when it's real in adult relationships is when you connect on LinkedIn he's the oldest one out of all of them I think all those people already having that following it's like when the next big thing is so I think in that aspect I think Josh and Griffin are extremely smart with you know doing their own venture stuff and being capitalist Griffin also is still going to school he wanted to be a nurse and I think he's going to get his degree somehow some way I always say school will always be there that's never gonna not be an option for him but people like Noah Beck and Dixie like I don't 
don't know how long they're going to last. And I think it's just a matter of time. So do you think TikTok will ever die down and like not have as much like prominence? I will say that I was pretty surprised at how quickly it became so popular here in the States. And I mean, especially when there was all that stuff about maybe it being shut down and whatever, whatever. Because I agree with you, you know, Vine had its moment, Musical.ly had its moment. But I think that TikTok is so popular. Like I prefer it to any other social media. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people feel that way, especially people in like our generation and younger. Yeah. Prefer it way more than Instagram. And I mean, Facebook, my God. And I don't even get on Twitter anymore. And I used to like- Really? Love Twitter. I mean, I do like, you know, doom scroll every now and then, but I used to tweet every day. And like, now I don't. I feel like TikTok is here to stay. I feel like the TikTokers are probably here to stay, but I think that they, it's like you said, they're dabbling in other things like Addison coming out with music and- which don't get me started on that and perfumes and makeups and whatever it is that she's doing. She's playing our cards. She knows maybe that TikTok is not going to be it forever, but while she's got the momentum, she's got to use it. I could not agree more. And I hope honestly for their sake that it does stay. Cause like, I also still want to get on my TikTok fame eventually maybe, <laughs> but I also think it's fun to talk about. I think kind of, especially during quarantine and the whole pandemic for whatever it's been, it's been a nice outlet to kind of take ourselves away from reality for a minute. 100%. Yes. What I do want to play with you is kind of like a this or that battle of the person celebrity edition. So okay. I'm going to give you pairs of people and you have to choose who you would pick in not a scenario, but who would you prefer in a given situation? Are you okay. ready? Yes, this is fun. This one I had, I was like, ooh, this is, this is going to be hard. So this is really battle of like the matriarchs, Kris okay. Jenner or Lisa mm -hmm. Vanderpump. Oh my goodness, that's such a hard question. Oh gosh. I'm not uh, going easy. It's like, how can you not pick Kris Jenner, but I'm picking Lisa Vanderpump? Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. I think it's because Vanderpump Rules was what got me into all of this from the get-go. Like I was obsessed with Vanderpump Rules. And of course I watched the Kardashians, but also like Lisa's just a bad bitch. Like she I is. love her. So I'm voting Lisa. Okay, my next one. This is Battle of the Bachelorettes. Okay. Caitlin Bristow or Hannah Brown? Oh, they're kind of similar. Hmm, Caitlin Bristow or Hannah Brown? I'm going to go with Hannah B. Really? Yeah. You I know shocking me. I know. I know. I don't know what it is about Caitlyn. I do like her. Don't get me wrong. I really, really do. But I think I just like Hannah Brown more. All right. This is Battle of the Kids. Okay. Brooks Marks. Mm -hmm. or Northwest. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love Brooks Marks shade, but you, North, you have to say North. Northy. I want her to sing that song at my wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are those? Those are exactly. clothes. <laughs> she's iconic already. And she's like not even 10 years old yet. So not even. that's why my vote goes for North. Okay. And then this is another battle of the kids. Okay. Brielle Bierman mm -hmm. or Gia Judice. I'm going to say Gia. Me too. Yeah. I love Gia. I do too. So now this is like a crossover. Who would you want to like fight for you in a situation? Would you rather Khloe Kardashian or Nene Leakes? Oh my gosh. We I have two passionate bitches. Yes. I'm going to say Khloe because I feel like I've seen Nene flip flop a couple yeah. times. And I feel like Khloe, one of her greatest attributes is how loyal she is. I think she's yes. very loyal. So I, I think that's why I, I would pick Chloe. And then our next one, Battle of the Worst Bachelors. Ugh. 
Matt James or Chris Souls? <laughs> I'm going to go with Matt James because he makes me more angry on a daily basis. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So now we're kind of going into like food a little bit. Jax from Vanderpump Rules or Food God? Okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. To, to do what? Just hang out with? Or did you say? I guess if you were at a bar and there okay. was an issue with something because you oh, know okay. both of them are feisty. Who yeah. would you want to kind of be backing you up? Jax. He's scarier. Okay. He's much scarier, I think, than Food God. <laughs> I think I would have picked Food God just because of his status. Like, regardless of whatever I did, and I know this is going to sound terrible, like, I would be fine because I was with Food God. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's just how I feel. But I also know, and I need to ask you this, you're a fan of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yes. Are you team Jackie or are you team Teresa? And I have a feeling you're going to give me the answer I don't want to hear. Okay. At the beginning, I was team Jackie because Teresa, just shut up. Like, why are you running around a party doing that? However, and even with the analogy, I was still team Jackie because I'm like, okay, clearly was not real. I'm sorry that Teresa cannot understand what an analogy is, but that's not Jackie's problem. That's Teresa's problem. But Jackie cannot let it go. And that is what makes me go team Teresa, because it's like, even if they all wanted it to go away, even if Teresa wanted it to go away, Jackie will not let it go with the redo party. You're joking. Are you kidding me? A redo birthday party for Evan? Like that's so extra. And then her crying all the time. I'm like, just get over it. She's just, a baby. Just get over it. My whole thing is, and I'm going to leave it at this, is that if it wasn't true, you wouldn't be fighting this hard. I think there might, there has to be some kind of seed of doubt, you know? No, there's got to be a trigger there because sure, anybody would be upset, but would you be bawling a month and a half later? No, I wouldn't. This is what also pisses me off about Jackie. I've never been team Jackie since day one. I did not like her. I thought she was, <laughs> I, I think she's just not a great asset to the franchise. I think she has so much else going for her. She's a lawyer. Like, I don't think she just meshes well. And I think she just tries to put on this facade. And I think it kind of shows in certain aspects when she has conversations with the women. Since I've always just been team Teresa, like I love Teresa till the day I die. Yeah, I feel like she's driven a wedge between Melissa and Teresa. Oh, for sure. But I'm still over Melissa. Ugh, I can't. Are you? Yeah, I really am. I don't know what it is. I just and it, that's the thing. I have a love hate relationship with all of these ladies because I feel like I wouldn't want Melissa to not be on the show anymore. But I just feel like fake storylines with Joe and her sister, whatever that was. I don't know the baby. It's it's just too much. I just don't believe anything that she says, and that's why I just don't. I don't love Melissa. She really did milk her fame from this. She's friends with Christina Aguilera. She's yeah. friends with, what's the girl from Selling Sunset? To Justin. Chrishell. Is that yes. her name? Chrishell, yeah. yeah. She's like friends with her. I'm waiting for her to get on Dancing with the Stars. That's where she's going next. Oh. I believe it. I could that see it. Is a prediction. If they're going to take anyone from Bravo and they want to really go big, I would not be upset if I saw Andy Cohen dancing. Oh my gosh, do you think he would? I think so. I think yeah. he loves that stuff. And I think he'd be able to, you know, tie in the ABC people to Bravo. And I mean, yeah. he's already making his way to E. He is the new Dick Clark. Oh. 110%. I love Andy. I call him Father Andy in all of my TikTok videos because I love him so much. Well, I could go on for hours, but I do also <laughs> want to talk about post-grad stuff. So like I always do in every episode, I love talking about college. Everybody knows that. I want to live in college forever if I could. But 
I am in postgrad and so are you and we are both relatively the same field. So I kind of want to focus on that. And we both love to talk. We love using our voices. And I think it's super important to, you know, use your platform no matter how big or small to really emphasize things and people and business and entertainment as much as possible with your voice. What would you say to someone that kind of doesn't know how to find their voice? Yeah, I would just say, don't be afraid to try to find it. You don't have to wake up one day and know, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. It's all about like self-discovery, which you, at least for me, I'm discovering new parts of myself every single day, new parts of my voice, new opinions that I have, new feelings that I have on situations. It's like literally ever changing. And I think don't be afraid of that. Don't feel like that makes you unsure or, you know, easily swayed. I think that's just as important as being a super strong person and being able to like confidently use your voice is learning who you really are on the way to that place. Does that make sense? No, yeah. And I also think what you said, like finding your journey and finding your way, you need to go through things and mm -hmm. experience things in order to figure out, okay, if this is going to happen to me this way, how can I shed light on it? I think people are just so quick to find or wanting to find an answer when you don't always need an answer to figure it out. And also things are never as it seems. I mean, I know we talked about that in the reality TV world, but it's also true in day to day life. You know, a lot of people might look at my account and they'll say, oh, she's got 70,000 followers and everything must be going perfect for her. Well, that's not how I feel on a day to day basis. You know, I don't wake up and oh, I'm a TikToker now or whatever. So everyone is going through their own things. And just because it appears like somebody has reached this pinnacle of success doesn't necessarily mean that they have. And that's why you have to build a community of people to support you along the way so that you guys can all get to where you want to be together. Another great thing that I think you shed great light on, how many times can I say great? Another good thing though is that the entertainment industry, it's hard. It is mm -hmm. not an easy come up. You start from the bottom and you work your way to the top as best as you can. And people are always getting discouraged by that. What is your advice for someone that's like, I really want to do it, but like, it's not promising. A lot of people that I listen to, look up to, you know, it appears that they had this come up overnight. But then you dig into their story and you realize that they've been doing this for 10, 12, 15 years, some of these people. Like one of my favorites, I don't know if you're familiar with Heather McMahon. She's the comedian. She has a podcast. She, she doesn't do reality stuff, but she's been on like Watch What Happens Live. And she's like 32, okay? And I'm 28. And I'm like, oh, I have four years to like be where Heather McMahon is. And it's like, no. I And I listened to one of her podcasts the other day and she's like, people don't realize that I was busting tape tables in LA in New York for 15 years. And now I have an Instagram following. Just remember that nobody's success happens overnight. It takes weeks, years, and you can't do it alone. I know I've said it a million times, but I am like the biggest advocate in finding people that do things similar to you, learning from them, encouraging them, and helping each other along the way. For sure. And I think another big thing, and you were just saying this, oh, I have four years to get on Watch What Happens Live. Because you look at ages, and I feel like people are so fixated on that. Mm -hmm. Like, I have my moments where I'm like, holy shit, 
Addison Rae is 20 years old and is accomplishing so much more. And I'm only a year and a half, two years older than her. And I'm like, why isn't this happening for me? I'm going to get too old. But really, age is just nothing but a number. I hate to be cliche by saying that, but it no, isn't. It's, it's true. I mean, this sounds so stupid, but it's actually one of the reasons why I really love The Housewives is because I love hearing their stories. And it's like they've done so much with their life. And now at age 45, 46, now they're on a reality TV show when the first 40 years of their life had nothing to do with this kind of stuff. So it's like, really, you just have to believe that whatever is meant for you will find you and that it's not restricted to how old you are. It truly isn't. I love that. And then one last thing I need to ask if you were stuck on an island and you had to pick five reality television stars or even any like real A-list celebrity actor, actress, who would you want to be stuck with? Okay, who would I want to be stuck with? This is a good question. <gasps> my gut instinct says Justin Bieber oh, would be one. Love yes. Love him. Let's go with a reality star. I think I would have to pick Andy. You have to go with like the head honcho for sure. Okay. Let's pick somebody who I would be like girlfriends with just for the fun of it. I'm going to say Tasha for this oh, moment. Yes. Because, my favorite person ever because I love her so much, you know, she just was so great. So I'm going to say Tasha. So, okay. I have Justin Bieber, Andy Cohen, Tasha. That's a good mix so far. I have to say Craig because he's my reality crush. Craig okay. Conover is my reality crush. And then I'll just round it out and say Ariana as well. Cause she's my girl crush. She's my reality girl crush. I love that. Before I actually let you go, I want you to give a postgrad doozy, kind of like life advice, food for thought for anyone that's really going through it and kind of needs that extra push. Okay. Yeah. What would my advice be? I would just, and I know I have hit the nail on the head a hundred times, but be an encourager. Be a supporter. Don't be one of those people who think everybody else is your competition because they're not. Like, really, there's not. Advice, there's room for everyone. Just because somebody wants to do something similar to you doesn't mean that they're better or worse than you. It means that you have something in common. You have something to bond over. And you will get much further in life encouraging people than trying to beat people. That is so great. I think a lot of people find that competition is their biggest enemy, but really their only competition is themselves. It is. That's true. So. You're going to get so much farther in life when you have that outlook as opposed to they're my competition and I have to beat them. You're not going to get anywhere with that. So don't try. Thank you so much for coming. Please let everyone know where they can follow you and find the latest tea. Of course, at Morgan P Talks. That's T-A-L-K-S on both Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for chatting with me. It was so great talking to you. Thank you. Now, I am attaching the little video clip from YouTube to this episode of Morgan's Bachelor Nation debut. And let me tell you, when I actually sat down and watched the full length thing, I felt so stupid that I didn't realize that it was her the entire time. It is so funny watching that back because it's like, first of all, Pilot Pete season seems like it was forever ago when it really it was only a year ago, which blows my fucking mind. It's so crazy that with her being like, I need to meet Pilot Pete, got her to be kind of a shining star on that episode. So go watch it through the link I put in the episode description below. I'm also going to put it in my story so you guys can catch a little glimpse of it there as well. Also, get Morgan to 10,000 followers on Instagram. Make sure you are following her everywhere. Morgan, 
thank you so much for coming on. I cannot wait to see what more you do. But that is it for today's episode. I am super excited for what else is in store. I don't want to tease anything else more, but make sure if you do want teases that you head over to the Instagram at J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S as well as my personal L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A for more teases and more insight on what is to come for the rest of this season of Jappy Jaws. Fun fact, I'm only doing 32 episodes a season, so this is the 30th. We got two more coming, maybe three. I haven't fully decided yet, and then I'm going to take a week or two off and season two, baby. Who would have thought that I would have gotten a season two? I mean, granted, I'm the only one that can, you know, provide that. But I think that this has just been such a transformative and completely life-changing time, and I'm so excited for what else is to come. Before I leave you to it, make sure that you are subscribed, reviewing, rating, liking, favoriting, following, I think that's everything, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and Anchor, so you are staying up to date with every single episode of Jappy Jaws, as well as putting that notification bell on so you are notified every single time I upload a brand new episode. I love you all so much. Thank you for your support, and I will see you all next Thursday. Thursday.